0: Uh, You know, man, uh, it's, you know, it's your, it's your setup, man. I, I'll I'll follow you down that, down that hole.
1: Yeah, no, we're going to, we're going to make whistling great again. Just not, not (laughs) now. And uh, we'll get back to you on that, but that's amazing. I guess that's some quality noise reduction, but uh, welcome to a double game edition of the Free Ballers Cup series of Free Ballers podcasts. I'm Alex here with John as always.
0: Uh, Double! <Leonardo> hmm. Two fucking games
1: have happened. We were too lazy to do one after the last game.
2: That's what it really is.
1: Yeah, so a couple of notes I just want to say. Like uh before we get into the juicy affair that took place this evening. Mm. Um I just wanna I just wanna talk about the last game really sure. quick. Um the quote unquote Tyler Hero game. Uh I just wanna say a few things that maybe will go overlooked if if
0: not said. You better get it out Um, now because I'm going to pull up his stat line from tonight.
1: So so this man came out and dropped 37 off the bench, uh, shattering a heat playoff record for points by uh, a rookie. And it also like shattered uh, points by a rookie heat record. It was uh, the most points by a rookie in conference finals history, in the history of the NBA playoffs. Mm -hmm. No rookie has scored more in the conference finals. Um, He's the youngest player in NBA history to drop 30 points off the bench in a playoff game, Mm -hmm. uh, which is nuts. And uh, a couple of oddball ones. Uh, He had the top selling jersey after the game
0: Did all of a sudden that. yeah which
1: is uh kind of funny and i think uh he's got the swag that uh he's the type of dude that that's that's just gonna happen
0: that was and bought then, by a bunch of like MAGA supporters and like um, <laughs> Miami Miami PD. It's all that was. That's all that. That's all that was buying that.
1: A bunch of dudes who used, who uh, who had like LeBron jer- Heat jerseys. You know, like the LeBron Six jersey, and of course, burned them after he went like, back to Cleveland. Yeah, they burned them, and I was like, their only Heat jersey, and like they just <laughs> actually they just found out about the Heat like being in the playoffs because of this game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because they don't really give a fuck. Because everybody down there's a Dolphins fan, anyways. So no, I disagree. I can't. I can't get down with that. But all football fans. You know, here's one. Here's one last
1: one that I thought mm. was really weird. Uh, because there's a lot of really good ones, but I think they've all been said. So who gives mm-hmm. a shit? But this one here, I thought was kind of weird as well. Uh, he's so in his first twelve playoff games, he scored in double figures. Mm. He's only the fourth rookie in history to do that. And the list is Elgin Baylor, who did it in 1959, Jerry West in 1961, and some dude named Alvin Adams in 1976. So that's Damn. like okay. it's been a while since like somebody's been this effective, like this young this soon on their team, like in this type these types of games.
0: Yeah, I mean, y- you know it's an awesome stat when you're using the phrase some dude uh in your in your comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh just
1: 1959, 1961 and 1976 were the only times that anyone's mm. ever done that. So, um this man is uh he deserves all the all the attention that he's getting and he's I it made me remind it made me remember a preseason game. Um this season where the game started out 14 to zero and Tyler hero had 14 and no one else had anything at Uh, all. Right. Yeah. I never seen that in my life. And I Mm -hmm. know it was a preseason game and it was like, whatever, like it wasn't like regular season competition, but I was still like, holy shit. Like what the fuck? And, uh, the, I haven't seen him play like that until that game. Just the other day, and he had the thirty-seven points, and that was amazing. And uh so that's all I really want to say about that game. That brings us now.
0: He is well. I'll I'll jump in. I mean, I I mean, credit where credit's due. He's showing us some stuff. I mean, it, people that honestly, if you watch his mixtape from like high school, um you kind of should have seen this coming. To be very honest, he's he's got he's got some great abilities there. So I mean, he's yeah. hey, honestly, if you were to do the twenty nineteen draft over and did it now after you know all these. Uh, after everybody's ha- had one season of playing and you've seen them do it, he's top five. He's a top five draft pick. I agree. I agree yeah. if you did it over yeah. again.
1: Um, so bright future for the kid and like uh, it made me so happy to see him do his thing. So enough about my thoughts on game four, but uh, what are your thoughts on the Celtics victory in game five?
0: Well, first of all, the uh, the Celtics are the balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta get that I, out of the way. I have, have to get that out of the way. way. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to absorb in this game, this game five here. Um, Brad Stevens said it's the first time he's seen, like, real Celtics basketball the whole playoffs, or at least in this series, I want to say, um, which is interesting because every game has been closed um, except for the game that they won, um, game three. Yeah, yeah. So... It's, um, it's interesting um, that he would put that that way. Um, Tatum, uh, Tatum did, did what he does. He's not a commanding presence, but he, 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 he kind of took over in the third quarter, um, a third quarter that was very un-Celtic like. And um, I think I mean the third quarter was the key for them. Essentially, uh, the twenty to yeah. two run was absolutely amazing. I was I had forty one points in the third quarter, it was, which is insane. It has to be their best third quarter of of the playoffs so far. Yeah. They played um, like a team whose life was on the line. Th- yeah, back yeah. to a corner. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a shame it has to get to that point because you know now anything can happen in the next game, and the Heat could win it, or if the Celtics win it, then anything can happen in the game after that. So you yeah. backed yourself into a corner. It, it partially your fault, but also partially, I mean, I hate to take credit away from the heat. They are playing well, but these uh, the stats, like the Celtics aren't doing a lot wrong except for turnovers. They're shooting the ball well. Um, they're they're allowing these comebacks, um which is bad, but it's mostly, I mean, mostly turnovers. Um, the turnover game tonight, um actually, I'm. Um, pulling up the box score here. I was trying to find uh, Tyler heroes plus minus yeah. to, uh, in this game, it was, uh, but uh, it's 12 to 11. So, Celtics yeah, only had close. 11 turnovers. Yeah. Close. close, but as long as they're losing, as long as they're winning that and they're not, they don't have as many turnovers as the heat, then they're fine. That's all that matters. Um, points in the paint. Um, huge by the way, Celtics had, um, I think 60 in game three, which I believe sets a playoff record for the NBA. I could be wrong about that. um, 56, this game, um, big time. And I think a lot of that is fast break stuff. Yeah. Um, I, and actually, you know, I have some thoughts saved, uh, that I had to like, just get out before we started this podcast. Um, big time, um, Celtics beat writer, uh, John Corrales. Um, he mentioned that my uh, Miami's zone has been figured out basically Boston's got it down. They, they're carving it up now. Basically, they didn't. Do, they did it better in this game than they did in Game Three. But they, they, they've got it figured out. So when they do that, the Heat are having to go man. Now they're playing man, and man is where the Celtics can really beat you because honestly, they have a lot of great one-on-one players. Um, and the Heat can hold their own for only so long, and then it's just kind of it's tough. I mean, Tyler Harrow, for as good as he is, um, was having a tough time with Jalen Brown one-on-ones tonight. So. <clears throat> but the reason um the zone was was beating them up in the first place is cuz of Boston was just being too passive against it i think um being aggressive against the zone is what's getting them yeah success so that's that yeah. so in that mm-hmm. first half they
1: they weren't you know like in that first half it didn't they weren't being aggressive and like
0: in the third quarter they really changed that um there was a major um talk at halftime too, actually. The guy said like a soul searching thing, which I thought they would have done before game three, but or excuse me, game five, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like why like why wouldn't you want to just come out super aggressive in first half? So but, yeah. they,
1: the turnover battle was like pretty even this, this time around, and uh but the Celtics out rebounded the heat twenty-eight to twelve in the second major. half major. So that's super key and I feel like uh I don't even know like on paper if this is true but I don't even care because I feel it in my gut <laughs> that like uh in the in the previous game in the Tyler Hero game mm-hmm. uh Brad Stevens did something that kind of confused me and he, he and I don't know if it was cuz he felt the pressure so he had to like shorten his rotation or something but like he didn't play Grant Williams or Ennis Cantor.
0: And Tonight
1: I was, you mean? No, no. In the previous game, Last like game. in okay. the Tyler Hero yeah. game, he, he played them zero minutes, both of them, yeah. and it was mm-hmm. like what? It, it really was weird to me because Canner's uh, been great in all of his minutes, I felt. Mm-hmm. But then also uh, Grant Williams in the game before, which was the the only other Celtics victory, um, Grant Williams was really good against the zone, Very and yeah. um, and I just think he's a good player. I think he's better than Canner, like, and I also think Ooh. that he fits. I think he fits into what the Celtics are trying to do. I think he could eventually be even more effective than Tice. I just think all that's going against him is his youth and inexperience. And you know? Sure. Yeah. When he, But when he plays the way that he can, he helps a lot. And uh, so I feel like tonight he, uh, in in game five here, brad stevens kind of realized like you know i mean I, i'm sure losing helped him to see this but i mean he he lost and he didn't play kenner and grant williams so tonight he played Cantor and grant williams man. yeah mm-hmm. and he's fucking won, you know and then the other observation i have is um the shot distribution for both teams like um so if you look at the shots on the heat uh if you think of who are like the most potent uh, or I guess like our all-star players, like there are our, the heat's most reliable uh, players and most important players. Um, it's like Jimmy and Bam and mm-hmm. either Tyler or Goron. you know, mm-hmm. Goran gets his points up no matter what. So I don't really worry about him too much, but um, Tyler, Jimmy and Bam had 11 shots apiece, And that wasn't even like in the top four of like shot attempts on the team. So And, like, uh, Tyler, I think, took 12 shots. So, mm. like, uh, okay. the shot distribution was really, really balanced, which is typically good for the Heat. But in a game where we're trying to make it to the NBA Finals... You gotta close out. Yeah. You gotta be a, a little more aggressive, right? Yeah. So, let's look at the other side. The Celtics... Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both took like over 20 shots apiece, mm. and they both act t- were effective in those shots and did, they did the damn thing and they really, they deserved the win, you know, like, uh, but the two J's basically brought it on home. You know, if you look at who took the shots, they took it upon themselves to, to fucking do it. And, uh, I think Tatum finished with like 30 something and Brown had like 28, yep. uh, That's when they're going to play like that. I mean, it's tough. It's over. Yeah. And the heat were being a little too passive. Like, uh, I love that they share the ball and that's pretty clutch. That's like, um, that's the heart of exactly. That's part of their success. But in a game like tonight, the Celtics played like a team that with their season was on the line and the heat played like it was fucking like a game in October or some (laughs) shit like (laughs) it normally, (laughs) like a preseason or something. Like, I don't even know. I think those shots need to be adjusted. And I think Jimmy and Bam and Tyler need to take more shots.
0: You know, I I mean, there has to be, there has to be one or two. I mean, you kind of said it just now, but I, I mentioned this earlier uh, during the series, the heat, if, if they're going to close this out, um, they need like one guy who steps up and it's like, I'm taking this over. It's my game now because you know, the Celtics, they, they were down early, but they're just going to stick around, right? None of these games have been blowouts, really, except for game three, really. But even that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, actually, no, that wasn't even a blowout. It, it no, started no, a blowout. this is most blowout yeah,
1: game yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, so if the Celtics are, are able to pour on points, this heat, the Heat need one guy, and I'm winking at Jimmy Butler – to be the person who says, okay, exactly. I, I got to put my scoring. I got to turn, I got to get into scoring mode, plain yeah. and simple. He can do it. Put dude, Kemba on him. And he's even scoring on smart easily. He's, he's not, he's a great offensive player. He's sometimes unstoppable. You got to get, yeah. he's got to take the ball and forget about facilitating, forgetting about getting it to other guys, drive the ball in there. Um, You know, uh, get some easy shots yeah. that opens up the, the, the floor for everybody else. You got two great three-point shooters out, shooters out there. So, I mean, that's it
1: really another another great example of that is like um him and bam so so jimmy had 17 points eight assists and eight rebounds bam had 13 points seven assists and eight rebounds Mm -hmm. amazing both stat lines are fired yeah it's like those are two beautiful like unselfish players if you by the numbers when you look at Mm -hmm. that but both of those guys need to take more shots. Go you know? at it,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think and, I think if Jimmy's not going to do it, then you're right. It's Bam and Bam. should do it. And it, if honestly, if I'm Bam and Canters on me, I'm I'm going at him every time. I'm being selfish as hell.
1: Yeah, because when it comes down to it, those two guys are the the heart and soul of the team. And like mm-hmm. Gorin and Tyler scoring points, they that's kind of their role. Like they they do it, but there should be like in support, I feel. And tonight it was more of like a equal opportunity. And like in the first half it felt great, but in the second half, uh Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just went to work. Damn. And they, and uh yeah, they just went ham and uh he didn't play like that. And you know, it's like that's that's the difference. That and the rebounding, those are like the, the biggest
0: things I noticed. You know, I, I always um put myself in the shoes of a coach. And typically it's, I'm doing it in, you know, like in my imagination that, you know, what, what would I say if I'm Brad Stevens, right? Um, I'm pulling both of the J's aside. Um, when, you know, when we're down and saying, go out there and just make it happen. You guys, you guys can, you're 22 and 23. You're, you're just as talented, if not more than talented than any other player on the heat. You're quicker. You can, you can get your shots, go get them have at it. Don't worry about facilitating. Don't worry about the other three guys. If they're open, they're open. Give it to them. But you guys are the scorers. And when you guys score 25 or more, we are golden. We are unstoppable. Jalen's the yeah. better Jalen's the better defender. You know, you know, play play your hard out on defense. But when it, we're on offense, go right at everybody. Go right at yeah. whoever's on you, just go at them. Just you know, if you get an offensive foul, we'll live with one or two. Yeah, just right? Frolic. But, just go, frolic. You, you, just frolic. Just go at them. That's all you gotta do. That's what I, I pull them aside. There's just those are your frolic through the play. meadow <laughs> that is the defense. <laughs> I mean, there's like a tier on the Celtics. Like the two, the J's are at the top, and then the next is like Kemba and yeah. Gordon, right? And then it's everybody else after that. So, you know, if if the two Js aren't picking it up. Um, then, then Kemba has to do it, but Kemba has had has struggled in the playoffs and I give him a little bit of a pass. It's the first time he's ever been this deep into a playoff uh, before. So he doesn't know how it goes. So, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean the heat to me, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I might be jumping to conclusions. It's like an, a little bit of an identity crisis. Um, when they, when they lose a game like this, like who's going to take over the game? I mean. You, you can keep playing the team, the team ball, and it, it may get you the win. It kind of, I mean, they, I think they need to understand that games one and two, they kind of squeaked out. Am I right? Yeah. They kind of yeah. especially game one, if I remember correctly, the one where Jimmy hit the, the three at the end. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that game could have gone either way. This could be
1: three, There's an overtime win, I
0: believe. Exactly. This could be 3 2 Celtics right now. So yeah. they, yeah. you know, they need to get a little bit of their shit together if they really want to close this out. So, because I feel like the Celtics are going to come out pretty damn strong in game six, too. They're feeling riding high right now.
1: Yeah. I've been wondering if uh, the Heat are dealing with some injuries and shit, you know what I mean? That they just are playing through.
0: Beyond BAMS.
1: Um, like Beyond, uh, uh, his hand? Yeah, like I feel like cause Jimmy just has seemed so passive, you know what I mean? But I don't know if it's because he's just buying time because like uh you know, they were up three one and but like I don't know. He he seems to come through when he needs to, so I, I don't yeah. want to speak too soon. I don't want to yeah. speak too soon, but um like uh they I don't know. They were they didn't fucking have the the guts tonight. The Celtics definitely deserve the the win and um the, the with the two j's and shit i feel like that's how that's how the heat are with bam and jimmy and tonight bam and jimmy didn't do that you know and uh the type of game the heat played tonight we could have beat like most teams sure. in this regular season you sure. know what i mean but to beat the celtics with the season on the line with, you know they didn't play that type of game just straight up like uh it didn't feel that way um so i don't know you know we're in the same position we were in the last episode except uh we've exchanged games here so we're just only one game closer to the end of the series but Mm -hmm. he's still having one game lead and now we'll see if the celtics can force the game seven or if sunday's I'm already looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, we'll so, yeah. get their shit together. I I personally think that uh I think that some of our guys are tired and some of our guys are a little banged up and I think that they didn't really wanna do it tonight, but if we're going to have if we're going to move forward here, I think uh Tyler is going to we're going to have to like actually Ask him to do what he did. You know that's what I mean? Big, that's,
0: that's big ass, man, for yeah, a 20, like instead 20 of,
1: year old in, kid. Like not score thirty seven, but be like, okay, like we are gonna go to you, you know, like in the fourth yeah. quarter, like which is something they they have done. So I don't really know why I don't know. It just felt like they tried to do it as a team, which is great, but it was they was too passive. Like they gotta individually be more aggressive the way that uh the Jays were, you know, like uh uh, Kemba didn't have a particularly great game. Like, okay. uh, I think Tice had his best game of the series. Amazing I game, yeah. <laughs> Fifteen um, and thirteen. And like I said before, I just think he does the li- little things, you know that that you need. I mean, the men had three blocks, um, you know, four fouls. That uh, in, in his case, in this time, <laughs> in this game tonight, I actually feel like that was good. You know, like uh, yeah. You want to use those files, you know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah,
0: he got that flagrant on on uh, on Iggy, so that's um, big. Which was, was a little a little bit of BS, but yeah, I get it. Uh, so
1: despite despite the two Js being like the the focal point, I feel of the game for the Celtics and having the most points, Tice and Kemba Walker had the two highest plus minuses in the whole fucking game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, interesting. And, uh, so I think when Tatum and Brown are aggressive like that 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 takes the pressure off of Kemba to have to score and it allows him and and everyone else to to fall in place uh one thing i actually forgot to mention that i thought was super important is uh gordon hayward played 30 minutes and he checked into the game way earlier than normal mm-hmm. and uh just uh his ball handling and facilitating and playmaking and just like being a guy who's not going to do something stupid out there. Mm-hmm. It's like valuable.
0: Yeah. He's uh he's, he's shown, I mean, man, he does it so quietly, but yeah, he's, he's such a good, I mean, they, I think the it, Stevens and the other players know that having him out there is, is majorly important, especially when he's coming off the bench and they don't have a particularly deep bench. And so you have to put him out there with sometimes Grant Williams, who's a rookie. Um, you're putting him out there with Inez Cantor, who is uh just has his moments i'll just say that like it, it, a, a lot of this a lot of celtics twitter is just like oh great inez Cantor's checking in <laughs> um i don't mind it really i was excited when they signed him uh because i i'm still okay with inez Cantor, but um i also understand i also give him a pass because i know he's dealing with like some crazy political shit with his home country all the time um so like and in the playoffs, uh, so you know it's it's yeah. huge. But yeah, but yeah, he uh, yeah Hayward is being asked to. I mean, he's thirty two million to to come off the bench, yeah. and like yeah. facilitate. Um, these over a million per minute in this <laughs> it's game. It's crazy. It? I know, and like so, but I mean, if they're winning the game because he's in yeah, there, he yeah. It definitely matters, yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, but.
1: And with cancer too, I'll say like the the rap sheet on him has always been like I I don't think there's ever been a doubt that this man could score points. Like he yes. can fucking score points, and Absolutely. he'll he'll get the type of rebounds that you get when you're as tall as him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, but then on the other side, he's a liability, and that's that's why his we've seen his minutes dwindle away like as his career has gone on. But um, in a series like this, though, um, with the the Celtics, when you look when you look at the bench, honestly, like uh, I I think it's amazing what they what they do what they do, and I think it's very important that Gordon Hayward plays because if you look at everyone else, there's not a whole lot there. Like uh, no. there there's Heat fans who are upset that Semi o'jale had zero minutes tonight. <laughs> because because when he comes into the game, it's like joyous for the Heat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so oh, I think man. Brad Stevens is onto something by yeah. not
0: playing him. Like, he if you could afford yeah. to not do that, Semis, don't do it. yeah, Semi's a guy you use him sparingly and just in certain situations, he's not man. successful against the Heat. And so we're not gonna put him in. And it's another it seems, thing same uh, cases with Rob Williams, I think. I think he's decided Rob Williams um can't can't yeah. hang out there for some yeah. reason. So
1: another thing I hate to say it because I feel like if roles were reversed and I was a Celtics fan, uh I feel like Wandermaker would be my guy on just pure heart and soul type shit. Hmm. But like I think that's another reason why they did well is Wandermaker played five minutes tonight. That's a good <laughs> amount. That's a good <laughs> amount of Wandermaker. That's it. That's all I you know want. I mean? Yeah, that's all. I, like that's a an amount that he can be effective. That's you know, it. Mm-hmm. like uh, if you put him out there for too long, now I'm not sure really, uh, because in the modern in modern NBA, man, like uh, you can't afford to have a player out there at any time who's not uh, at least somewhat of a threat on mm-hmm. offense. He um he, he
0: can he has he can make threes every now and then, but for the most part, he um. He's the oldest, he's also the oldest player on the team. So you can't give him extended minutes anyways. He's in his 30s. So true, true. Yeah. yeah. So he's not going to get extended minutes anyways. Just looking at the box scoring shit, I'm just talking mm. shit,
1: but I think it's good that he only played five minutes. And I, I agree. I am with um, you. That's the right amount of maker. And I guess the only reason that was happening is because Hayward was out anyways.
0: Yeah. But, uh, Hayward, Hayward, Hayward is a point forward. So, yeah. And he had a typical it's... Hayward game off the bench 10 3 and 2. In 30 minutes, yeah. So we will see
1: what happens mm. going forward here. Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, I'm hoping that the Heat can close this out before the Celtics get how they were,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: when when Hayward was before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, because like that's that would be that would take us to a game seven and shit that yes. I don't really know would happen. And in the bubble. We've already seen multiple Uh 3-1 leads be erased. So you never, you know, no lead is safe. Um, And I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but we kind of have to. It's just weird that we're Heat and Celtics fans. But looking at the finals and shit, uh, we got L.A. I'm going to give my most trash take probably of all (laughs) time. And I'm going to say that uh, if the Lakers make the finals, they're not going to win. Huh. So no matter and which team from the East comes out, they're going to beat the Lakers. If, if AD and LeBron don't play like absolute fucking superhumans, I they don't win. Uh, mm. th- the, the reason why they're winning is because those guys can do that. But man, uh, the Nuggets don't even have that good of a defense. <laughs> I don't feel. Like uh I think the Celtics and the Heat play way harder defense sure, absolutely. than than yeah. what the Lakers are currently going up against. Uh, just straight up. Mm. Um, it's I, think the, I think the level of competition in the East is a lot more than people realize. I've and, always thought that. And I think that we might be about to witness like what happened when the Pistons won in 04, where where people just didn't realize, like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, uh,
0: you know, I saw some takes on Reddit where people were starting to compare the heat, this Heat team to that 2004 distance yeah, team.
1: Yeah, I, I see that, and that's cool because I yeah. love that team, but I feel that way about just the Eastern Conference in general. Like, I feel like even if, if the Celtics go, it will mm-hmm. be a similar situation yeah. where the Lakers will be favored, like, but uh, it's They'll only be because 30. of their superstar shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. But when it comes down to X's and O's in basketball, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it the way I see the, these Eastern teams. Like I, I think, um, what's happening between the Heat and the Celtics is uh, more intense and more competitive.
0: I'll agree with that. Um, I think the real reason for that comparison to the 0-4 Pistons is the midseason pickup. Uh, the Pistons got Rasheed Wallace, and this Heat team got um Iggy. Iggy. and Iggy. Crowder yeah. and Iggy, yeah and i think maybe that's what the comparison is and th- that's a major pickup by the way um if it if it gets them i mean if it gets them to the finals i guess i get the comparison um but uh oof, yeah, yeah i'm like know. not really having uh not really having like
1: one one person who dominates sure. every
0: night yes you know I mean? correct yeah the, uh, i i can't even remember who the top scorer was on that Pistons team to be mm-hmm. honest i, I want to say it was um the dude probably, from the goggles but rip, yeah rip hamilton and, or, yeah, or Thompson. yeah yeah but uh
1: no that being said that's probably my most trash take ever because it's probably the first <laughs> time i've put myself
0: against lebron and it's a yeah. really good
1: idea to do that.
0: yeah that's rough man that that's a t- I mean, even at his age he's he looks good out there man he's a little gassed i think at times but i think he's still he's still a threat man he's still dangerous Yeah, I guess what I'm saying
1: is the champion's coming from the East. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. And I would also (laughs) like to say my original take was that the Heat are going to win this series in seven. Mm. And er everything is going on track.
0: Mm, Well, I mean, I would say Celtics in seven and things are still going on track. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, man. Oh, my God. Do you understand if, oh, man, if we win game six on Sunday, the there would be if, if we were not in a the bubble, there's no way you guys would win game seven. I'm guaranteeing there's no way you'd come to Boston and take it. Oh, their yeah, like in, no in Boston. Oh my god, Absolutely like that's not.
1: that's been an interesting part of this whole playoffs for sure. The, the there's just no fans like, uh, that last game, uh, Tyler Hero would have had like the, the greatest night of his life. Oh, in, yeah, and uh, Miami. Oh, yeah. Sure. And, um, you know, someone had a really good tweet where they were just like, uh, he would have been like treated like a God on South beach, (laughs) but instead he just went back to his room and ate a nature Valley bar. (laughs) I saw that too. (laughs) Um, but yeah, who, yeah, that's, that's, that really does suck about Mm -hmm. the
0: bubble ball. It, 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 proves, it proves one thing. It proves that home corn advantage, um, is important. It also proves that it's way more fun when we're not doing the whole home court advantage thing. It's nice to see like teams that like you wouldn't think would win or that normally wouldn't have a chance to win. They're actually winning. Right. Like I yeah, don't,
1: it's so. hard to say that it's only the absence of the crowd because mm-hmm. uh, what you also have is no traveling, you know? So like yeah, everybody just goes to their hotel and takes a nap and comes back. Like
0: traveling um, is major with these yeah. long flights. Sometimes like you have time to like think and like, Prepare and stuff. I mean, that's uh that's huge. The travel time is huge, yeah, and it has an effect on your body too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So no traveling, you know, and no crowds. That's like this is different, but I but I do think that overall it's made it more competitive. You know, like uh, because those are two things that are realistic factors of the NBA. But when it comes down to it, we, we're trying to watch these guys at their best play ball. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's um, what we're seeing now. I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. So I can't, I can't complain. I think that this is like, uh, its own thing. And I think it'll go down in history, you know. So it's fucking cool that, uh, our teams are involved. It's the first yes. ever Free Ballers Cup. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if the Heat won tonight and it was a five game series, that's not really, you know what I'm saying? That's not really what we're here for. I'm trying to see this shit go uh, far. Uh, yes. Yeah. Trying to see this shit go far. And, you know, uh, You know, because I want the Heat to win in as many games as possible because I'll miss them when they're gone.
0: (laughs) True. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I didn't see uh, five games is a that's what you call the gentleman's sweep, right? I didn't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Halftime tonight, it was looking pretty realistic. I, uh, when I first checked in, I'm like, the heater up 10. I'm like, what the fuck are the Celtics doing? Like, this is, this is a goddamn elimination game. Like, you should be up by 20 in the first quarter, like, and then lose the lead in the the third quarter. (laughs) That's how it works. It was a
1: weird start. They was their first bad start, Mm -hmm. um, for the Boston.
0: Like, I mean, if that's what it takes to win, shit. I mean, whatever. Um,
1: Fuck, damn! What was I gonna say? I
0: totally forgot. I don't know. I was I was gonna make a point that like um maybe you'll you'll remember what you're gonna think of, but um yeah, this um if there's one, I mean I I don't want to take away from what the Heat have done with this this run that they're making, this sort of Cinderella run. But man, you you wonder if this would have happened if everything was normal and not bubbly. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I
0: do wonder. Yeah, same thing with the with the Nuggets run on the other side with the three one deficits um, that they're
1: coming back from. I do think that the Heat are were and still are like well suited for the for the bubble mm-hmm. and like the way it makes just the way it affects the team.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: they have all the things in place. Like they have good leadership and like they have camaraderie and they generally get along and stuff. Like I think that's important. Like the clearly the Clippers didn't get along and like all the talent mm-hmm. in the world doesn't matter. You know, if you don't, if you can't fucking just chill together for, a they band.
0: got exposed hardcore. And I think that part of that is the bubble. I think the LA, I think if they had had the, their crowd into it, I mean, I think it would have been a different story to be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think so too. And also just their regular environment, like uh, amongst the players, you know, like um, I think it's probably weird uh, I think uh, who knows? I I think Kawhi is like a weird dude, and like, oh, uh,
0: I mean that's obvious, yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he's really hanging with all the guys on the team and stuff. But I think the uh, on the Clippers, at least, I think they respect him, so they don't give a fuck what he does. I think on the Clippers, it was Paul George. I think the guys like uh, Harold and Beverly and Lou Will and shit who had been there are like, well, bro, like, what did you do? You know what I mean? Like, you didn't really do nothing like that. I think yeah. they respect Kawhi, but they don't really res- respect Paul George. Yeah. And then and then this motherfucker wants to say that th- it wasn't championship or bust, like when the whole rest of the team was, you know, pretty much acknowledging that they had their sights on a championship.
0: Yeah. And oh, that's a bold, bold prediction, too. Like, you can't just be make it Like, you guys were... Look, they were eighth in... They were a scrappy, you know, scary eighth seed the year before. And they, they traded away a lot of picks and picked up Paul George and Kawhi. And obviously, I mean, everybody's like, damn, that's a big time move for the Clippers. They just got like, they just added like to a team that was full of really good role players. They just added two really talented players too. And Kawhi just coming off a championship. Yeah, I get it. Like you, you should have high expectations, but do not say championship, man. That's, you're just, you're, you're practically jinxing it. I mean, I hate to sound juvenile, but you're jinxing it. That's ridiculous yeah i think um, that's my shitty take (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the
1: the lakers haven't played a team as difficult as they're about to play Hmm. since since they played the blazers which which they handled like pretty well you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but i think that blazers team was fucking gassed and and not like they had to do so much just to get to that to get series. In. Yeah. And they're and then dude started getting I don't even think uh Dame finished the series. Like he no, got he hurt. Didn't. Yeah. Um but since then, you know, they played the the Rockets, uh the little the little Rockets, you know. And then <laughs> uh now they're playing the Nuggets, which I, I have a lot of respect for the Nuggets and I like the Nuggets a lot. But I give the them a year the day, or two,
0: honestly. And I think yeah. they're they're contenders again,
1: yeah. And at the end of the day, we never got to see the Lakers versus Clippers. That that I really think that would have been like the real fucking, you know, showdown. And we didn't get to see that shit. And I think the Lakers aren't gonna be worse for it. I think they're gonna be worse for not having that matchup. Oh, you're thinking they're and not getting tested enough. Nah, and I mm-hmm. think that the finals is gonna be a fucking awakening, not for LeBron and not for maybe for AD because he's never been there before. He's, never he's been so far. talented though. I don't think him and LeBron are going to have a problem, but I think the rest of that team is going to have to wake the fuck up when they get to the finals and uh because I just think the the Heat and the Celtics have been tested a lot more than the than this Lakers team has.
0: I'd agree. Yeah, that Raptors series and uh was was big for the for the Celtics and um I think this um this is the this is the test for the Heat right here. For the right? Heat, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it. uh even though they beat the Bucks in five games, that shit wasn't easy. Like the Bucks were no, very good, no. yeah, uh, and Giannis and all that shit. So like, and I don't think the Lakers have played. I mean, I guess maybe James Harden and and Dame Lillard, but like, uh, I don't know. I just don't think the Lakers have impressed me with like what they've accomplished. And uh, it it seems a little too easy, kind of strolling in here. I don't. I'm not ready to count out the Nuggets but I just don't think it's as competitive as what's happening on that's, the other side.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to watch them a little closer in this next game and just see if I can see... I mean, I, I honestly, I watch them and I'm like, they look scary. I mean, I think there's a lot... I mean, I think what they are is a lot of... Um, if they're playing their absolute best, they're absolutely unbeatable, right? I, I, I basically say that for any team, but not necessarily. But the Lakers, like if they're at their absolute best and, and nobody's injured and they're just like vibing and there's just, you know, everybody on the bench is 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 up off their feet. Like they are uh they're very scary. I mean, just very scary. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I see. But I mean, that's why you and I have a podcast because we bring different yeah. takes to the yeah, to the uh, team. I'm also, I'm talking a lot of shit, but I don't care. You are talking a lot of we're shit.
1: Coming, we're coming for that ass. I'm not afraid no, of the
0: Lakers. you better
1: focus on Game <laughs> Six, G. <laughs> Marty, I'm already looking at the Lakers. I'm like, why did Anthony Davis and Rondo exchange hairstyles? They both <laughs> had opposite hairstyles like a week ago. Now they switched. What's going on? Like, Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, that's not going to win the championship. I don't Apparently, care.
0: Rondo's dad is the barber of the bubble.
1: No, really?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, his brother. Okay. Is,
1: you didn't hear this? Is it like William Rondo or Yes, some shit? it's William Rondo. <laughs> I didn't the realize he's, the, he's one of the barbers there.
0: Yeah, he's the barber. It's the greatest what? name I've ever heard, William Rondo. Oh, man,
1: this is, this is the shit I'm here for. Like This is why we have the <laughs> podcast. William <laughs> Rondo
0: sounds like some like villain from like a Western back in the sixties or some shit, man. Oh my God.
1: Man, so Rondo. I've heard of the legend of William Rondo. Cause I think he <laughs> was like yelling at Westbrook or some yeah, shit.
0: Yeah. 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 I didn't know. At him, I think
1: I didn't, I didn't know he was the barber though. That adds yeah. a whole <laughs> other element
0: to it. Oh, uh, I, I love that little bit of drama when I found out. That. I'm like, sweet. yeah.
1: That, like, if I'm a detective and I'm trying to solve the mystery of why AD and Rondo switched hairstyles,
0: I think I just nailed it.
1: That's a clue that I need to really look into because yeah, they they had opposite hairstyles and now and they like exchanged hairstyles.
0: Yeah, that, so, that, that, that's I mean, a, that's a major clue. <laughs>
1: that's a major fucking clue, right?
0: William Rondo's names written all over this shit. <laughs> bill rondo i found bill rondo's shell casings on the grassy knoll i think that's a clue i'll say Uh, the Celtics are going to need billy rondo in games they i I don't think it's going to be as hard as you might think (laughs) actually man i i after watching this game i don't want to get overconfident yet because you know uh you know you 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 kind of you got to be a little uh, what's the word superstitious about this kind of stuff right true um so i didn't watch the first half but i watched i kept an eye on the second half and I think, I think that's the key to, to this, actually. So just kind of ignore the first half. Just give it an hour. Be patient. Tune in for the second half. They'll score 41 points in the third quarter. I, blame I, personally, you. I personally
1: blame this loss on my mismanagement of when to have on or take off my jacket. Interesting. And it, oh, I fucked it all up. with my. I have a heat warm-up jacket.
0: Okay. I totally
1: fucked it up like a... Uh, Spo would be ashamed of how I managed the manage minutes of this jacket. So I want all heat fans to know that I'm just putting the whole fucking jacket away for game six. I'm not gonna wear it. And, and
0: I'll see you in the finals, babe. Heat Heat fans rejoice. I've been like <laughs> I, I've been I wore okay, so I wore that Celtic shirt that you gave me for game three. Okay. 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 And, wow. And and wow. I thought, and so I'm I'm thinking I may pull that out for game yeah yeah so I think yeah. that that's it's if if this if there's going to be an undoing to the heats um, if, if the heat are going to collapse basically it's going to be because I wear that shirt the shirt wow. that you gave me for game yeah. six so all right man. I'm going to get the what? shirt
1: that you gave me in oh, that shit. game wow, as <laughs> well told
0: me that oh, oh and guess what laundry days tomorrow oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> Epic, epic. <laughs>
1: God damn, man. Oh, God. Celtics fans, Heat fans, Nuggets fans, Lakers fans. Make sure you do your laundry appropriately. Yeah. Your everything laundry. you
0: need for the game. Or don't do your laundry yeah, appropriately. Or don't game. do it. Yeah, yeah, do what you
1: need to do, do. what you need to do to get us this fucking W. <laughs>
0: you do you, boo. That's that's all I gotta say.
1: But uh, you know, at the end of the day, we all win here. It's the free ballers. That's for balling sure. Free, balling free, free as the air we breathe. Just and, uh, big old
0: elephant balls. Little just.
1: stank too, just like it as well. <laughs> At times. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on in the world of basketball today, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the National Basketball Association. Chicago Bulls uh, signed Billy Donovan as head coach. Big time. That's like probably one of the most reasonable things they've done in a long time. So that's a good sign. Definitely reasonable. Yeah, good word. Like that's a good sign that they want to like try and stuff. And so I think uh, their new GM, um, that's a solid first choice. Uh, one of his first big decisions, and I think that was pretty good. Uh,
0: what is? What do you think of Billy Donovan so far? Like the success he's had, he had when Westbrook was there, and mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. with Chris Paul, is he? Mm-hmm. I mean, has he has he really made a name for himself? I'm going to say
1: that I'm going to need to see Billy Donovan have a winning team that doesn't involve Russell Westbrook. Like, uh, like, fair. like he did this season to be fair. Yeah. But I'm going to need to see a little bit more of that to fully judge him because uh, Same. he got put in a weird situation off top. And just, I guess, not for him because he's experienced and like he won his two championships in uh, UF and all of that. Mm-hmm. But like uh to be a rookie coach and you have the Thunder. I'm pretty sure his first season had KD. And he stuff. did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that and he did damn good that year. You know what I mean? They they fucking uh, lost. They gave up a three one lean.
0: Yeah, which is um, major. Yeah, but, you but know, it- when.
1: At yeah. night when they were up 3-1 felt good as fuck, though. Yeah, you sure, know what yeah. I
0: mean? <laughs> and, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, he helped to do that. So I, I'm curious because now, you know, that's a lot of pressure for a first-time first time NBA coach, mm-hmm. even though he's Billy, Billy Donovan. But, you know, Bill, Billy Donovan's coaching kids, man. So the Bulls, or he was. So the Bulls, I think he's perfect because they're young and up-and-coming. Mm and okay. he has experience with that not to mention they're probably going to have a fire draft pick you know and they yes. uh Kobe White is also young and uh I think Levine, I think Markkinen. uh with a brand new GM to like a nice fresh start um and they're going to trust him and stuff and and the Bulls I think he'll he's one step towards you know trying to repair the fucking mess that they've been
0: I'm going to put their uh, I'll put their ceiling as eighth in the east actually yeah after all, this talk, nice. after, all the talk, after all the talk that you just did this could end up being a shitty take um i'm willing to bet though that you think it's reasonable um i think during the season they may actually go a little higher as far as seeding, i guess okay. i think they'll fall to eighth at the at the at the very uh at, at their apex i guess yeah um, after I mean, that's just after all the talk you just said. So I'm thinking of like Levine marketing now in his second yeah, year. Yeah, they have a lot they of promise.
1: They have yeah, a lot of promise. Billy Donovan is the guy, man. Like Jim Boylan was not. It was like pretty much on day one. This dude, it was clear he's not meshing well with these guys, and like they uh, they tried to fit a square peg into a round hole. You know, what mm. I mean, was it going to happen? Um, Billy Donovan is much better equipped to handle these young guys man uh i think and and he's also a winning coach so that's that's good i mean the the fucking florida gators basketball court is named after him
0: it is yeah yeah Yeah. i mean we all we all know that the translation the transition from college to the nba can be hell on some coaches right like it just doesn't always work
1: it's true um but i think he's held his own you know what i mean like um, I think so okay he's he's made the playoffs you know more than he hasn't you like uh i think you know he's a winning coach um he's had to deal with westbrook man for so long so i feel like uh, mm. uh to see him now you know with a locker room that doesn't have any like Ego. Established ego guys like that, mm-hmm. where he could actually put a stamp on things first to like establish a culture, as opposed to trying to fit into the one that was there. You know,
0: yeah, he's um, kind of walking in there with kind of a, a big swinging dick. Actually, now that you say that, as a matter, yeah, of, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah, you
1: know, he's going to be able to do some things there. I think.
0: Do you remember the the video of um, or they, they caught Zach Levine's audio or something like that at the end of one of a Bull, the Bulls games last year? Um, and they were, they were down or they were up. I couldn't even remember, but the coach kind of made a, a an interesting decision that just wasn't really that good. And you could hear Zach Levine, like audibly just go, yeah, great idea. Real, real fucking good idea. Like he had like an audible yeah. like complaint that everybody ended up hearing. And, um, I think the bulls are kind of putting a lot of chips on him, which is great. Yeah. He's a great player. I like him. Um, I think they're putting a lot of chips on him. And so that's what this whole, that, that's what this move is. Yeah, so.
1: uh, you yeah. White is awesome. Um, yes. they, Markkinen is awesome. And then uh, what's his name? Junior. I forget his name, but he's a big man that uh, he had a sophomore slump, but he'll, he'll bounce back, man. Uh, mm. Carter,
0: Carter Jr. Oh, well, um, Wendell, Wendell Carter. Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, then yeah. dudes all have a bright future, but I know what you're talking about. I think it was, uh, I think Boylan called a timeout when they had a fucking fast break.
0: Exactly. They were yeah. about to
1: dunk. Like Levine was about to like dunk. Yeah. And he fucked all time out, which was like, wow, bro. Which <laughs> uh I think he was going to beforehand and it and, and it just broke out fucked up for him. Like I don't think he thought they were about to do that, you know? And uh he you know, that guy just he just didn't He didn't work well. I mean he put <laughs> he, he put a fucking uh punch in and punch out like time clock
0: <laughs> like uh, oh, i didn't know this Yeah,
1: you installed a punch clock like in the locker room or whatever like when the guys oh. were practicing and stuff like uh trying to come at them with some like blue collar like wh- hard work but it's, like uh,
0: okay i okay it's a little corny but i i kind of like the novelty of it i like i like when a coach tries something like that like you know hey look this is this is the i you know the philosophy is you got to put in your work like This is, you're not just playing the 48 minutes on the court. You're also there's the time you spend off the court is equally as important. You're putting in work no matter what, you know, I I, kind of get it a little bit. I think I, I, if if I'm a player, I would kind of buy into it. I would probably, if it's me, like I would be the guy who's like trying to get there as early as possible and punch in because I think what it really is, is he gets to see who's really working as hard as possible. Um and so you yes, can see like yes. when you clock in, you know, which is a little it's it's also a little um like it feels like a corporate, you know, situation, which is like eh, these guys aren't buying it's, into that shit a little bit. It's yeah, it's a
1: little bit disrespectful too, because it's like, yeah. fam,
0: I make millions of dollars to yeah. do this.
1: <laughs> I probably trust that I'm gonna be putting my work in. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah. It's, but, it's a, it feels a little like office space and it's yeah, like, exactly. Uh, no, He's oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna
1: need those TPS reports and shit. <laughs> and it's like, bro, we just lost like 40, my friend.
0: <laughs> So like, tps sports gonna be pretty big then i guess isn't it yeah <laughs>
1: somebody's not gonna get any overtime this
0: <laughs> i like
1: well i'm saying i like the philosophy of like you know work hard and shit, but you got to read the room you know and like clearly mm-hmm. the way this guy was trying to communicate to this team it just was a disconnect like it just wasn't gonna
0: happen that's interesting yeah i didn't know he did that that's a that's a good little uh anecdote there um cut to i mean uh you know cut to the signing of billy donovan and they found a video of zach levine playing apparently they just like to find video of zach levine doing you know of like when he's not doesn't know he's being recorded <laughs> so they found right. a video of him playing call of duty and he just found out that billy donovan this is his new coach Like, so, damn i like him good coach <laughs> and so obviously uh bulls made a good move there so i like it
1: yeah too. seems happy about the uh the new GM is like making some you know, he's making changes and uh you know, they finally have gone away from uh uh John Paxson and Gar Foreman or whatever. And now they got John
0: Paxson's out?
1: Yeah, like they this this new GM has more of the of the control he's run in the show. Um Damn, I just saw him in the, the
0: last dance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they fired like, his ass
0: as an old man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was not aware of that, that was
1: the last for him as well.
0: <laughs> Damn man. Uh, well, I guess, you know, it's, you gotta, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta take out the old guard and put in some new blood. All right. I, I, was, yeah, I no, did not hear that. Yeah. I'm just joking, but,
1: um, they, they actually, <laughs> they just reassigned John Paxson.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It um, basically like he still works for the team and he still has a role, but they they were just like this ain't working, and they they mm. took away, they fucking fired, uh, what's his name, um, Gar Foreman, mm-hmm. and then John Paxton. They reassigned him. His position now is uh, senior advisor mm. or whatever uh, basketball operation. But they have a new general manager, uh, Arturus Karnasovas. And uh, this guy ain't playing, and he's the one who, uh, you know, he's the reason why they just got Billy Donovan. So
0: we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I guess it can't hurt. I mean, you got out the old coach, and he brought in a, a a big name anyways. So, Yeah, I think
1: that's the type of coach that the Bulls deserve, not not some of these clowns that they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Hoyberg and, and uh fucking this guy now. Like they haven't had a good coach since uh Thibodeau.
0: I was gonna and, say Thibodeau, yeah. Yeah, that's their last really good coach, yeah. Um, so this this'll be good for them.
1: It shows that they're trying to win now again and uh it'll probably be a process, but
0: they're on the right track. I like when the Bulls are a good team, um, even if it's not yeah. like the 90s Bulls. I like when they're like in the hunt for stuff. Chicago's like such a big market. So,
1: yeah, um, I want to yeah. hear that song and shit. You know, I wanted to, I want to what? hear oh, like, the, an uh, Alan Parsons. Alan- <laughs> <laughs> Do they still play that? Man, I don't know, but I feel like if they get, <laughs> if, if they get good anytime, they always play it, you know, okay. if they're doing yeah. it, they got to play it.
0: I feel like they, I feel like they gotta let it go a little bit, maybe, especially since like this generation has no idea who the Alan Parsons Project is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did, did anyone though, ever? I don't think anyone. It, it was Michael point. Jordan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a feeling. I had. A, I assumed they were like from Chicago or something. The two guys for the Alan Parsons Project, and that's why yeah, they played you know that song.
1: I would like to look into it because I don't even think that's it. I think someone was just like, "This is fire," and I think like I think yeah. someone. Just chose to do it
0: like i think the person who picks the, the music for that for the bulls back in the 90s was high as hell and like found that song and like just, just play the beginning part the rest of the song is trash for an opening uh of an nba game but just that beginning part of that song is uh, is fire um interesting so um
1: that alan parsons project song that is widely that we all I know remember. and love Yes, Eye in the Sky. It's the song that we all associate with Michael Jordan and the 90s Bulls and all those heroics. Um, They released that in 1982. Jeez. Before Michael Jordan was drafted. Two years afterwards, a Chicago DJ named Tommy Edwards was at a movie theater when they played the song over the movie theater's speakers. Uh-huh. I assume I assume like before the movie, you know what I mean, in in that situ- situation,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, he thought to himself like, "Oh shit, I know this song," like uh, because he's uh, he likes Alan Parsons Project, and then uh, he just so happened to also be the PA announcer for the Bulls, and uh, the, the more. Time at the time. Yeah, so he's a radio DJ and he has the job as PA announcer for the Bulls. He's sitting in a movie theater, the song comes on, he's like, "Oh, I know the song." And then the more he listened to it, he and thinking about his job. He was like, "Oh shit, this could be this could be a bull song." The next day he goes out and he buys the song, the album on vinyl and he started to rehearse the starting lineup over the song. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh okay. So, like, uh, at this point in time, there wasn't really epic introductions and stuff. Um, so this guy had had the job in Chicago as the PA guy for a few years already. And, um, like five years prior to this in 1977, uh, it was only his second year. And that's when they first started to dim the lights during the lineup announcements. Okay. Which was like, a, was like, oh, shit. That's it's epic, like a, yeah. yeah. it's like a big deal. Like, nobody, nobody had really done that before. And then uh, that dude's a radio DJ. So he slowly started to, like, incorporate music into it when they would dim the lights. Uh, early experiments included Michael Jackson's Thriller or the theme song to Miami Vice. Um, but nothing really stuck until he finally tried... Uh, the Alan Parsons project song "Serious," which is off the album, yeah. Eye in the Sky.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, obviously w- once he tried that, he, he already felt strongly like it was going to work. And uh, the whole team loved it. Michael loved it. And it, they used it ever since. So
0: that started in the early 80s that they started doing that?
1: Yeah, so it was, uh, it was 1982. When uh, when he had the idea, when the guy had the idea, I don't know how long it took him to like get them to try it. But yeah, 1982 is when the got when. um Fucking oh, hell, forgot his name already. Uh, 1982 is when Tommy Edwards, the Bulls PA guy, heard the song and thought that it could be the song for the Bulls.
0: Damn, that was a great little like five minute Alex documentary there. On, uh, yeah, on the, on the I really screen. went for it,
1: man. Yeah, I really That's fucking went for it.
0: If you put like, a little, you know like, like animation to that or something, that could be pretty awesome. I'd watch yeah. the hell out of that. I uh, really fucking went for it there. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I thought it started when, um, when like right after they, they won championships. So I thought like they won their first one in 91. And then I thought they were like, well, now they gotta like, uh, now we have to like step up our. Opening announcement game, we have like the greatest player in the game, and we have the bull's first ever championship. We gotta like really make like an awesome opening thing, but they basically had seven years or so of like that opening and then mediocre basketball <laughs> so yeah, interesting, okay, it was such an intimidating like opening too, after a while, like after they won and they started they kept using it, like uh man, I was like, well, we're gonna lose this game, and whoever's playing them is gonna lose this game, so. Damn, I'm going to pay attention to these opening theme songs more often.
1: Yeah. um, Well, that was cool. Um, I'll catch you after this next Eastern Conference Finals slash Freeballers Cup game. Sunday night. Shaping up to be a fucking epic one. Uh, Who gives a fuck what happens in the West? We already
0: know (laughs) that the real champions coming from the East. So... If you say so, man. I yeah, I'm I'm scared of them Lakers. So, but you I'm can knocking on all the wooden objects around me too. You really are, yeah. Oh man, that's a smart move. <laughs> but I will catch y'all later. Love y'all. Catch y'all.
1: Bye. Bye.